See, that that's all we're doing as Bitcoiners is we're betting that the demand for Bitcoin is going to go up because we know the use case for it. It's like people need a money that's not fucking broken. So therefore, they're going to find Bitcoin because it's the only money that they can use. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, a podcast where we question everything, but mainly why Bitcoin. I'm your host. My name is Jeff, joined here tonight by my weary <laughs> co-host, Doug. What's weary mean? Weary? Yeah. It means tired of. Oh, okay. Tired of you're tired of everything, are you? Tired, tired of the, of the bullshit, bullshit, man. Tired, tired of, of the bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit going on. There's a lot of bullshit. Did you notice that bullshit going on? There's a I lot saw of some bullshit. of that bullshit happening. There's always bullshit. It's Although a... I will say I am in uh, a pretty good mood since Thanksgiving. Started listening to Christmas carols, so that was pretty. That's that's very uplifting of the spirits for me. Oh, that so. is good. I'm in a good mood too. Like yeah, it's I'm got. Not a, I'm not in a bad mood. I just, I wrote that down when I was on Twitter this morning. And I, <laughs> I, I'd had like half a cup of coffee. I'm like, yeah, I'm weary of the bullshit. I'm sick of it all. Yeah, I hear you. No, it's all good. It's all good things. We're we're fully in Christmas season. Have your kids given any uh, hints towards what they would like for presents? My kids are awful when it comes to that shit. Just awful. They're just like, yeah, I don't know. All right, you guys are the worst. My kid so. said he wanted milk. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, all right. He, yeah. he also said he wanted his mom because he loves his mom. And I was like, well, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then after he said that, he said he wants a ultra mega titan mystery egg, something, something. <laughs> like, okay, so we're gonna try what? and find. It's just I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, it's some toy that's some... We're bad parents and we let him watch YouTube from time to time. And so uh, this, so he's seen commercials for some egg something that he wants. So we're going to try and find that for him. Yeah. Right. It's really... He's like, I want mom and milk and a ultra mega titan mystery egg. Like, okay, those are three good things i guess it's been, it's been very funny he's gonna be so disappointed in the egg the other two are quality items but <laughs> it's true well we could put milk in the egg i suppose no i don't know Get him some raw milk there you go there you go that's what i should do uh if this is your first time listening you can find all our previous episodes at whybitcoinpodcast.com or search for us on the fountain app uh we're on all the other apps as well uh, and although we talk about financial stuff and things here, this is not financial advice. We're just two dudes talking. Do your own research. Buy as much Bitcoin as you can before the end of the world. Maybe the end of the world isn't coming. Maybe everything's just going to be normal and just like, what if? That's what they want you to think, Jeff. <laughs> what if we just casually coast into hyper-Bitcoinization? Have you ever thought about that idea? That's kind of my expectation at this point. I think I don't think it's going to be some sort of like revolutionary moment. I think we're just going to wake up one day and be like, "Oh yeah, we're all using Bitcoin now." So, <coughs> yeah, 
I kind of feel that too. It it's might be... not even happen. Well, it might happen in your lifetime. I, I'm not convinced it's going to happen in my lifetime. So, I'm still trying to figure out if, because there's Bitcoin the network and Bitcoin the asset, and maybe, maybe Lightning will become so easy to use that people like the dollar will just stay it, and people will just use. It's already the dollar. easy to use as any sort of like Apple Pay or you know, using a credit card or whatever, like it's really stupid, simple. Once you're set up, like it's not, I think it's just the onboarding process. That's the only issue. Did I, I can't remember if I've already told this on the show or not. So edit break. Um, I got my kids set up for Brazilian jujitsu. So when I went there, I asked them if I could pay in Bitcoin. (laughs) They said no. And she's like, no, and oh God, I hope that doesn't happen. I was like, why? Why? Like that was an interesting reaction. She's like, "Oh, that would just be one more thing to learn." I was like, "Oh, okay." That's... <laughs> yeah, we don't want to have that. Yeah, I'm like horrible having to learn things so like, like oh. jujitsu. Why would I want to learn that? That'd be something I'd have to learn. Gay, fake so, and gay. That's so weird, right? So I was just like, "Oh, oh I can be your God, guy. I, I can, I can help you learn." <laughs> I said, yeah. "I can help you learn," and she kind of just. uh turned turned away from that one but wait there's more <laughs> oh yeah so so the, the reason being is that when just i just imagining did... her literally just turning away from you and walking away like no i will not have that in my dojo <laughs> no she was behind a desk so she didn't walk away but the reason being was that uh like she said so you can pay their credit or debit and if you use a credit card then they charge three percent more plus taxes yep. so it's like Yep. Three three percent is a lot, dude. That's a lot. Yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, Renfair. You know, I gotta I gotta pay them like fifteen hundred bucks to be in the show next year, and if I pay with a credit card, they will charge me three percent. Like three so, percent is not a little bit, man. No. And you can just use Lightning, and then it's done. You just send the money, however yep. much money you want to send, wherever you want to send it easily and for basically free it's just so insane so so you look into the future a couple years this dojo will just be like you can either pay lightning or credit or debit or cash and lightning is free you pay base value and then if you want to get into certain aspects you could also probably scratch taxes off of that payment as well right it's like if you go to a a mechanic and they're like yeah if you pay cash you don't have to pay taxes right so they could do that too and i mean that that'll be well that'll be a little bit less legal as it were i guess but um Uh, but just just the state of mind bro exactly right so it's just just cheap like people want to save money and if you have to pay more money to use a payment system it's stupid like that that reason alone that is why bitcoin will take over like there's so many fucking reasons why this thing is just so much better than everything else it's unbelievable anyways today i want to talk about oh (laughs) i don't know if this is a heartwarming story but i'm going to call it a heartwarming story i have opened up a conversation i have a new quote-unquote internet friend this person is a diehard shit coiner for well x i'm not i won't say charity work now help you're you're helping the mentally handicapped 
I'm trying to figure out. I'm. I'm. I wanted to get back into the head of a shitcoiner and be like, "Why are you doing this shit, man? Like, what are you missing?" So, and I told him when the conversation, like, I posted something about something. He said, "Oh well, you know, blank project, whatever his project is, fixes this problem." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. you're a fucking moron. Go away." And then I was just like, "I'm just going to talk to this guy and see how the fuck he can stand." Here and think that his project is going to solve the problem. So I went in, I was like, listen, dude, I'm an absolutely probably one of the most toxic maximalists on the internet. I fucking hate every shitcoin with a passion. And I think anybody that's a shitcoiner is a moron and an idiot. Uh, do you want to tell me about your <laughs> Tell me about your coin. <laughs> Show me your coin. Explain to me why this, you know, and I'll try and explain Bitcoin. So we've been going. And we opened it with that. So I'm like, listen, we we can easily just hate each other. Like, that's easy to do. But what if we try and just understand each other? So we've been trying to do that. And, like, whenever I'll say something that's going to sound like a dickish Bitcoiner thing to say, I preface it. I'm like, this is going to sound douchey. You're probably not going to like this. Blah, blah, blah. And he'll kind of do the same thing, too. He's like, well, I know what the Bitcoiner's attitude towards this is. Well, I'm like, okay, whatever. So... There's been a couple times where we've both been like, fuck you. And then we'll come back and be like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's take a breather here. So it's been interesting to say the least. But it got me thinking about some of the basic questions again. Um, so I just kind of want to take it back. And I, I just kind of want to interview you a little bit, Doug, and just ask you some pretty basic questions. One of which is the most important why are you a bitcoiner mm. that's you're just gonna do me like that huh you're just yeah gonna jump right in and like do you have an answer like, for that here, here's a heartwarming story and why am i a bitcoiner yeah like well, how would you answer uh, that question i'm trying to find the most pertinent reason there's obviously quite a few um i think the most obvious reason for me that I'm a Bitcoiner is because I am a freedom maximalist first and foremost. And Bitcoin is the only means of transferring wealth and goods or, you know, or what, however you want to say that transferring wealth for goods and services or transferring wealth across time and space, whatever it's the, it's really the only way to do that and maintain freedom and autonomy. So. So do you, that, do you yeah. Do you think Bitcoin is essential to, freedom being part of your life like do you need bitcoin to be in your life to be free um in terms of of a monetary system yeah that's that's it that's the only one everything else is 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 slavery in some form or fashion whether it's shit coins whether it's fiat money uh you know it's just it's the only it's the only money i can actually own that can't be you know uh inflated away from me or confiscated you know no so. ab absolutely but do you think and you can ask me these questions back to if you want my answers to um but do you think money is an essential part of a human being able to be a free uh indiv individual i guess for lack of a better term mm. like do you need money in order to be free if you don't have money, are you free? 
a money, think, not you, money I like think, an amount, but money just as the idea. As the idea, right? No, I, I understand what you're saying. I think that the notion of so I guess what I'm trying to do is imagine a world now without any money, mm-hmm. right? What does that look like? I think that world looks like I spend all of my time just trying to survive because, you know, if I spend all my time stockpiling food or whatever, it eventually rots and goes away and I have to do it all over again. There's no way for me to store my, my efforts, my energy, you know, in, in anything that, I mean, you could store it in gold, I guess, but then that could be confiscated. That could be stolen. You could be killed for it. Uh, so I suppose it depends on what your definition of freedom is. Uh, for me, you know, I want to be able to take my energy and utilize it and make profit for myself so that I can enjoy my time how I see fit and not having to just be scrambling all the time. So for me, yeah, I think I need Bitcoin. Like it's not, it's not really a negotiable at this point, but, and, and it's funny because three years ago, I was the guy saying Bitcoin's a scam and I don't want any part of it. And now I've come to understand what it is. And it's like, oh no, I, I need this now. This is, this is a need for me. So. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, what are your, okay. My thoughts are that money as a technology is what separate, you kind of said this is what separates us from all the other animals on the planet. Like without money, a human without money is what you said is just somebody that is, um, going out every day and trying to survive, which is every other animal on the planet. They wake up and they search for food, they search for water and they search for shelter and then they go to sleep and then they wake up. With money as a technology that humans can use, we are able to wake up, search for food, search for water, search for shelter, and then save in some form of something, whether it be gold, rocks, or Bitcoin, or pieces of paper. With that money, we can look forward into the future because we know that we are able to acquire the things we need for the next day without just waking up and having to go search for them. So long as I guess, so, so long as there's a merchant willing to sell something for it, but regardless, it's the ability to look forward into the future without fear of just dying to the elements. So that that's why I think money is so important. And then when you look at money is what it is, you need to find the freest form of it uh, or the most freedom forward form of it which is Bitcoin, because all the other ones, again, lead you back into slavery. Because if you have a money that somebody can control, and the whole point of money is that you're able to acquire what you want to acquire, whether it be food, water, or shelter. But if you can't, if, if somebody can say your money doesn't work to buy those things, then you don't have money, then you become just an animal again, which means you're either a slave to the person that controls your money, or you're basically in unhuman, inhuman, unhumane, right? So I, I think people really, really don't understand the necessity of how important having the technology of money is for humanity, which is why I think you see a lot of people compared to fire or the wheel and those sort of things, because without it, then we're just 
another animal on the planet. But with these things, we become a way more advanced species. And with a with a money that is perfect, for lack of a better word, I think Bitcoin is perfect money, then we become a way better species on the planet than anything that we've ever witnessed before. Just like when we found the wheel, we were able to do amazing things. Just like when we found fire, now we can pre-digest food and we can use more energy. It's just... Wait, what was my fucking question here? God damn. Why are you a Bitcoiner? Why, why are you a Bitcoiner? Yeah. So I think people highly undervalue the necessity of money. So I'm glad that you answered that the way you did. Hopefully that will help people. I'm, I really want to get into like, you know, we, we bounce back and forth on this show whether with who we're talking to, right? We're either talking to hardcore Bitcoiners or fucking brand new people. And so today's show, I want to focus on brand new people again. So if you're a hardcore Bitcoiner, maybe you can judge us and tell us if we're right or wrong. And if you're a new Bitcoiner, maybe you can see if we're making any sense because there's so many people that just don't get it, man. Like they just don't get it on a fundamental level. So, okay. So those are good reasons for why you're a Bitcoiner. Um, This is a question I've never asked you actually. And that I... I struggle with as well. So this is the question is, what are your main or major concerns with Bitcoin? What makes you, what are you hesitant about? What are your concerns? Do you have any at all? Do you see it failing? Or do you just think it's perfect and inevitable? I, I do think it's pretty inevitable at this point. I think there was probably a time in the past, you know, where it was, a touch and go sort of a thing. You know, uh, one of my favorite sayings is that the beginnings are the most delicate and fragile times for anything. Uh, and I, I think that, I think that at the very beginning, you know, Satoshi and Hal, um, it could have been, it could have just gone a different direction and it could have been, uh, just, you know, basically killed in the cradle or, um, or, you know, like the fork wars could have done something that would have been, uh, you know, uh, not great. Uh, I think at this point, I think it's enough of a juggernaut, even though it's still comparatively small. Like if you were going to look at market caps or something as a, as a unit of measurement, um, I still think it's big enough. And there are enough people now to think like us where it might not go as big as we want it to in our lifetimes but it is inevitable and if that just means that you and i live to see a parallel economy where just hardcore maxis are just doing hardcore maxi things and doing business with each other i could live with that i I would prefer to have it bigger but that's only because i don't like to see my fellow man enslaved you know it's like that's one thing that bothers me um it is confusing, not confusing. That's not the right word, but it is one of the arguments I use against shit coins where I basically say the only value that a shit coin has is because the other guy, the next guy is going to buy into it, you know? Um, and that can kind of be argued for Bitcoin. It only has value because we say it has value. Um, and then, so that, that is, 
it's not really a worry because I've kind of figured out why that statement isn't 100% accurate, but it is one of those things that kind of I do think about uh, from time to time. That's about the only real concern at this point I have about Bitcoin is this idea that like, well, if nobody else uses it, then what is it really worth? And it's like, yeah, but yeah, but, you know, there's there's a big yeah, but on that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think about that a lot, too, because it's like the the classic new person coming in. Well, this is only gaining value because more people are buying it and more people are buying it because it's gaining more value. But there's a difference between Bitcoin in that aspect and any other given Ponzi scheme, because what happens in a Ponzi scheme or some of these shit coins is. You go in, somebody says, okay, if you give me $500, I'm going to give you something. And then you get two people to give you $500 and we'll pay you from their money, right? So you're getting paid from the people buying into it. Whereas Bitcoin doesn't do that. Bitcoin is just a network that you buy sats. You can get as many sats as you can. And then they're worth whatever you choose to value them in you're not getting paid out by somebody else coming in and buying them they they go up in value if more people come in and buy them like that's true and i've i've been trying to figure out if that's a bad thing or not like I, i've been trying to figure that's out the, how that's a natural function of of supply and demand yeah that's, that's what, what it that is. is it's it's just this idea that there is only so much supply and this is true for everything and this is the thing that nobody gets taught about anymore like even economy or like economics 101 and shit they're just not taught that there is such a thing as supply and demand and as the demand increases and the supply shrinks it automatically for, like either either nobody has any anymore right like cuz we all just keep selling it for the same price or the price goes up and it becomes restrictive right it becomes it, it the the it it becomes restrictive to buy it because eventually it becomes priced too high for some people to get it essentially and that's what will happen as the supply reduces bitcoin will become more scarce and conversely with people like everybody we know doing a podcast and talking to our neighbors and telling people about this stuff, that's the demand will go up. So you're going to have, you know, uh, essentially a pain point where uh, supply will be going down. The availability of the substance will go down. The demand for the substance will go up, which means that the price has to go up. It's just how things work. It's it's a really basic concept. And, you know, uh, I think the difference in my mind is that, mo- number one, most shit coins don't have a cap. Like, they'll just print that shit all day long as someone's buying, as long as someone's buying it. And the other aspect is I don't want people to get into Bitcoin so that the Bitcoin I hold goes up in value. Because in my head... I've already put my, my value into it. What I want is for them to be free, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at this and, and going, oh man, it's going to be so great when I can get my Lambo. You know, it's going to be so awesome uh, when, it, when Bitcoin goes to the moon. You know, I, I used to think like that maybe in the first couple of months until I really got it. And now it's like, I don't care. I just want other people to be free as well because I think the best economies are the freest ones. The ones where 
people get to make their own decisions and companies get to make their own decisions based on the preferences of their customers is the best way to go. And you can't do that in a, in a fiat economy because there are too many levers and buttons that the government can push to, to rig the game, essentially, you know, to choose winners and losers. And if, if a central organization is choosing winners and losers, then you don't inherently have the best businesses occurring, you know, best, best production or best ideas. Those don't necessarily win. So I think that happens in a free economy, which is why I want Bitcoin to whatever. I want it to be more adopted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, that that's all we're doing as Bitcoiners is we're betting that the demand for Bitcoin is going to go up because we know the use case for it. It's like, I understand the problem this is trying to solve. I feel like more people are going to find this problem in their life. Thus, the demand will go up. The thing is, is... I, yeah, like people need a good money. People need a money that's not fucking broken. So therefore they're going to find Bitcoin because it's the only money that they can use. Like that's my thesis, right? That, that, that's the Bitcoiner idea. It's people need a good money. Bitcoin is a good money. Therefore people will use Bitcoin. Um, and like... It, it makes so much sense. So then you look at any other, I look at, you know, I, I took a while and I looked at some shit coins way back when to try and figure out what they were for. And I made the choice like, oh, I don't need any of this shit. I reference Chainlink a lot because that was my like, a lot of people come in, they'll find Bitcoin, then they'll find Ethereum, and then they'll find their secret one that's going to be the really good one right so it's like you find bitcoin you're like ooh, i'm onto something then you're like ooh, ethereum this is this is the really cool thing you think you're all clever and then you go one step further i feel well that's what happened to me i feel like that's probably what happens to a lot of people and then they think they find well, like, yeah because ethereum has a marketing foundation i mean like or a marketing department you know like their whole thing is like and this, everybody who's gotten into this has heard this phrase. I can guarantee it. It's well, Bitcoin is like in is is like gold, and Ethereum is like silver, or oil, you know? and it, yeah, or yeah, you know, or whatever. It's like they they so they they try to couch it in terms you understand, except it's not. It, it, Ethereum is nothing like silver. It's nothing like oil. It's 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 just garbage. It doesn't <laughs> do anything. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything that Bitcoin yeah. can't do. And it has a whole bunch of like centralized ownership and it has a whole lot of shit tacked onto it. Like, oh, you can do smart contracts. That always bothered me because it was like, why, why do I need smart contracts? Like I can write a contract and you know. Well, the, and that's what, that's what it is, right? It's right at the beginning of the conversation. It's like, do, do, do you need Bitcoin to be free? And we kind of agree. Yeah. You do. Do you need Ethereum for fill in the blank? No. And then you you like you ask that question for every other shitcoin. Do I need this? So I'll talk to the this shitcoiner shitcoiner friend of mine, and he's giving me all these reasons. Oh well, eventually this project's going to be able to do this, and you're going to be able to do this on this blockchain, and this and this and this. I'm like, I don't need any of this shit. First off, therefore, I'm not going to buy it because I don't need it. Secondly, they're all just promises. 
They're all just ideas of maybe one day this will happen. That's the other main thing change that that's different from Bitcoin from all the other shitcoins is Bitcoin was here to be a better money. Bitcoin is a better money. Every single other project, and I tweeted this out too. I'm like, is there a single fucking crypto project that is one useful and two doing actively doing what it's saying it's going to do? So, and the answer is like no. There's there's nothing. They're all oh well. Eventually, you're going to be able to use this project to uh, store files on the blockchain. Eventually, you're going to use this project to be able to vote securely. Eventually, you're going to use this project to transfer money across borders. It's all bullshit. It's all just like oh maybe one day people will use this. Bitcoin is people are using this as their money because it's freedom money. All the other ones are just maybe someday you're going to use this. Like that's such a that should be such a you major. Else is funny to me, I'm, I'm thinking while you're talking. It's so funny to me that there are literally twenty thousand and counting shitcoins, right? In the last how you know since Bitcoin's been so what is that thirteen years, fourteen years, mm-hmm. right? So in the last 13, 14 years, you've had Bitcoin, which has gone through some some changes you know some some variations on a theme as we've gone along but for the most part it stayed pretty static and it's doing just fine and then you have twenty thousand other shit coins come up that have all promised you know to be the next best bitcoin and it's like how many times can you repackage the same bullshit that's the curiosity to me like at what point do we reach market saturation on the quote-unquote ideas or the problems that that shit coins are going to fix because at a certain point right like you're going to have to get to a point where ethereum dies we know it will and you're going to have to get to a point where somebody comes along and like oh well i'm going to do all these things and then somebody else is going to go yeah but that was ethereum ethereum was trying to do that and it failed so no i'm not buying it like eventually we have to have reached an idea market saturation i would think right or are they just going to keep repackaging the same bullshit ideas over and over again i you know eternally because it's it's bothersome to me it's a good question and like that (laughs) that's a great question because we can see there's lots of projects that are tackling the same problems quote-unquote projects quote-unquote problems um and there's lots of people saying like, oh, this is this is going to be the next best thing. But yeah, like coming in and f- what year are we in now? It's almost 2023. Like me and you came in at the end of 2020 and becoming a Bitcoin maximalist was pretty fucking obvious right away. It's like, oh, all the answers are already here. Here's why all this shit is garbage. Now we're three years later. Anybody coming in now should be right away saying, oh yeah, there's no way I would ever buy any of this shit. Like it only becomes more and more obvious. So do we hit a point where, yeah, they all just kind of die off altogether? I don't know because there's people that want to trick people into buying whatever they can, right? So there's always going to be scammers. There's always going to be people trying to take other people's money it's going to be scammers but i think we'll we'll reach a point like so like snake oil right back in the 1800s you know there was a there was a tonic to cure anything you had you you got rheumatoid arthritis here's a tonic you got i mean most of it was just you know stuff with morphine in it and shit but 
It's like we did, and we still have snake oil salesmen today, right? There's still, there's still people out there shilling, you know, bigger penis pills or uh, whatever, you know, whatever people are are shilling, you know, some sort of medical breakthrough miracle, you know, mm-hmm. um, COVID vaccine. So there's always. <laughs> well yeah that's different though because they they made the disease first and then they made the cure anyways so it's like you know we'll always have snake oil salesmen i believe that but people are generally for the most part i feel like they're more aware you know like if some dude rolled into your town right now with like a horse and wagon and was like ah you know it's dr mcgillicuddy's you know snake oil for men you know it, like it'll grow your hair and your balls whatever it, like people would be like no we're not buying into this so i think eventually that's what's going to happen to shit coinery it's just going to be relegated to the the you know snake oil salesman part of our brain where we'll just go oh yeah that's bullshit you know i'm not going to deal with that so there might be a couple that come along that'll be you know slick enough that it'll get past a lot of people's defenses but eventually i i we will see i really believe we'll, we'll just see we'll see it you know kind of just die off on its own just because they they haven't been able to once i think once ethereum dies that'll be a big wake up to a lot of people because that has been a really slick operation they have done a lot of bullshitting and it's been pretty convincing you know, oh, it's going to do this and that and solve this problem. And it's so much better. And it's like, yeah, but Amazon can literally turn you off anytime it wants to. So we'll see how that goes, you know, but. It's interesting because people don't like Bitcoin for that snake oil salesman idea. And then they find Bitcoin and they're like, oh, it's not snake oil. Oh, wait, all these other cryptos must not be snake oil too. So it's like you overextend people overextend themselves and thinking they've found the next best thing, even though they they should have just trusted their instinct and in thinking that it was all bullshit. Like people should think the people I respect the most are the ones that are the most hesitant about Bitcoin. Cause they're, they're the ones that are going to do the most due diligence before they buy in and before sure, they yeah, actually understand what they're doing. It's the people that are like, Oh, what's Bitcoin? Oh, you think it's cool. Okay. Let me buy some. Hey, check out what else I found. Like, just take a second and stop and recognize what it is you're buying. Like, even when I told you first off, I'm like, hey, man, you should look into Bitcoin. What did you do? You stopped and you looked into Bitcoin and you tried to figure it out. You didn't just say, oh, well, Jeff thinks this is good. So I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go sell all my 401ks and buy Bitcoin with it because I just do what my friend tells me to do. It's like, no, be, you have to be uh, self-reliant and figure out what it is you're putting your money into, which is why it's important when you're you're looking into Bitcoin, you have to look into fiat because if your money's not in Bitcoin and it's not an investment, if it's not in Bitcoin and it's in anything else, then it's in fiat by default, right? So then you have to say, oh, where is my money? What's it doing? So then you have to research that project, the fiat project, realize I don't want to be here, research Bitcoin, research the Bitcoin project, be like, oh, I do want to be here. That's what people should do. But what people do instead is, Ooh, I'm going to make money. Well, Bitcoin's making money slowly and this project is making money really fast. So I'm going to do that. And it's like, maybe some of these projects will quote unquote, make you fiat really fast. I think, I think we're going to see another one of the, yeah. So the question was, are we going to see people just realize that it's all snake oil? I don't think we are. Cause I think people are always trying to get rich quick and they're always trying to outsmart 
their their neighbor as it were right they're always trying to find the next best thing or the next quick way to get rich there's so many people and this goes back into just how civilization has uh gone downhill over the last 50 years and that people have become unspecialized in any work and they're all middle managers and whatever the fuck other jobs there are so they don't have any skills to make money so their only hope to survive is to get rich quick and crypto just feeds off of that shit that all these people are so like useless that their only hope to make it is to get rich quick like that's their only way to survive and that's only going to be even more extreme as uh inflation gets more and more higher over the next next couple of years because you're oh well inflation's getting pretty high it's like no, it's, it's just begun it's just begun your money's becoming more and more worthless people are going to be more and more desperate to find some way out of the absolute crushing uh poorness they're feeling and it's sad so well, think- the, the, the whole system we've talked about this before but the whole system is just so designed to keep people enslaved even right down to the mentality where it's like, oh, well, it's inflation. You know, I should expect two or 3%, you know, every year is, is what, you know, is what inflation should be. And that's why I need at least 3% as a raise, you know, so that I can keep up with inflation. And it's like, what kind of an idiot are you that you think inflation is a good thing and it to be expected? If I came into your house every month and I took 3 to 8 to 15 to 20% of what you have, you would be pissed and you would shoot me in the face and rightfully so like this idea that that you know we somehow have to uh, and that was a huge revelation to me this idea that i don't need to make my money work for me i need my money to stop being stolen from me it would work just fine if they'd stop fucking stealing it you know mm-hmm. so it that that was a massive revelation to me. And it's something that I don't think most people have really figured out yet. You know, even people we've had on this show, they still talk about, especially, you know, the, the moneymaker ones, you know, the money changer ones, whatever. They still talk about this idea of, you know, good ROI and everything else. And it's like, you're, if you're investing your money just to invest it. Like, I'm not talking about, Hey, you know, I have this idea. I want to invest my money in a business or something. Like if you're just sticking your money somewhere, just so it earns something, you're missing the point you're being stolen from, which is why you have to do that. Like it's, it's so frustrating to me. It really is. Well, that's why I think like, um, in, I know in India, when I was doing some research, there's a lot of the rich families there. They just own a lot of gold, right? Like they don't, they're not invested in anything. They just, you know, the grand, great, great grandfather had gold, you know, 200 years ago. He passed on to his son, who passed on to his son, who passed on to his son. And then all of a sudden, his family's very wealthy. Why? Not because they did some really hardcore investing and traded gold when it was hot and uh, bought it when it was low and traded it when it was high it's like no they just held on to something that held its value right they just they just had this gold stone held it everything else deflated or inflated around around it and so long as you have this gold it still holds it its value like that's the same idea as bitcoin it's just here it is everything else is going to crash around it and it's just going to stay the same so yeah it's like you don't need to go be a hardcore investor you don't need to be a crazy trader you don't need to be this uh 
super intense stock broker figuring out all the shit. It's, you just need to store wealth in something that's not going to get deteriorated over time. Um, you know, I read this book once. It, it, it surveyed like, I forgot what it was called. I think it was called The Millionaire Next Door. And it did like, um, it did a survey of like a ton of millionaires in America. And if I remember correctly, there were a disproportionate amount of like, uh, second and, you know, first and second generation, like Asians, including, you know, like both like, like Chinese, Japanese and Indian, right? There was a, there was an awful lot of them. And the surprising thing was the thing that was surprising to me, I should say, is that they weren't surgeons or day traders or, you know, any of these, you know, these traditional six figure salary things. They were, they were just families that came over and they would like go in together and buy a laundromat or buy a series of, you know, car dealer or detailer shops or something like that, you know, like, and then or, or liquor stores, you know, they would buy liquor stores or gas stations or whatever. And then they would just keep rolling their money in as a family and they would buy another gas station and that would be held by the brother. And then they'd buy another one. And then that would be the uncle. And it was like, but they were all still basically working together to, you know, and they were just putting in hard work. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't this idea of like, we have to day trade our way into wealth. We'll just make our wealth. We'll just work. And it was, it was a really interesting read. And it just goes to what you're saying in the sense of like, I just think our culture is messed up when it comes to money. You know, I think other cultures have figured it out and what's really bizarre. And maybe it's the, maybe it's correlated is this idea that like we had this free, super free economy where anyone could do anything they wanted. And so we had this massive surge forward in like, societal wealth and then we just like forgot how to do it i don't know it's so so funny it's just it's bizarre i think i think the main factor that fucked up the west here the states and canada and all these types of people is that it became important to look rich it became important to look like uh better off than your neighbor i think there's a saying for that keeping up with the Keeping up with the Joneses? Is that a thing when you were a kid or something? I've heard that saying before. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not something I ever said, but it's something Yeah, but it's like, it's a thing people said, right? So so if your neighbor got a new car, oh, you had to get a new car and all this shit. The, the interesting thing about Bitcoiners, I was thinking about the other day, is like, we're all on Twitter, right? We're all talking. Some of these people are fucking multi, multi, multi fiat millionaires in bitcoin terms right like that's just true like you know there's some people on here that have like literally thousands if not tens of thousands of coins and then there's other people that just started stacking a year ago that have like maybe point zeros like maybe a million sats or something and they're all the same and the interesting thing is the people that have like thousands of coins they don't make their lifestyle you just don't change your lifestyle. You don't have to so long as you're living a lifestyle that you enjoy, right? Like if you're living on the streets and then you have some money, you should probably get a house. But um, if, if you're living a life that you enjoy, that you, you're somewhere safe, warm, comfortable, you're fed and you have a car that works, 
Like there's Bitcoiners have this attitude of, yeah, I don't need a new car. I don't need this other shit. I just need to, I just, I'm enjoying my life. Like that's what it is. And like people in the fiat world say, oh, I made a million dollars last year. So I bought this car and I, I go out and I wear really nice suits and I wear all this shit. And like, I don't even know how much that suit costs. I mean, your favorite guy, the hex guy is a prime example of that, right? Yeah. What a piece of shit. <clears throat> It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just spending money for he's, the sake of spending money. Yes, I don't get it. Is, and he's he's spending other people's money. I can't wait for that fucking coin to crash and burn. I'm going to just... I, it's the only one I care about anymore, honestly. And I only care about it so that it goes away. Like, I'm just counting down the days. Because it's such a... Mm, God damn. I know you have a vendetta against that one for sure. I really do. I really hate that guy so much. I've never seen such a man baby before. And he's just... He's such a, uh, such, uh, he's such scum, such scum. Anyways, there's just a lot of idiots out there. So yeah, just the idea that, you know, you can be quote unquote rich without looking rich. And that's why I like Bitcoiners because you, you never know who you're talking to and everybody's just, it seems like we're all like just regular people, which I like. Um, okay. I have another question. I want to move on from that. This is something I've been trying to figure out as well which okay let me just so say bitcoin does come in slowly and easily like we said and it's just oh all of a sudden everybody's using bitcoin and the world hasn't collapsed and everything's just normal and civilization looks relatively the same slash people use bitcoin instead of dollars now do you think i'm asking you this do you think that there will be any other crypto projects blockchain tech projects that could ever have any value in that world that will ever make any sense what do you think because i have an answer but well i can answer first if you, if you don't have that uh yeah why don't you go first on that one so for me bitcoin is important because it's decentralized and it's secure and it's secured with its energy and it's decentralized because the most people can use it and it's slow because it needs to be slow so that the consensus can all go through at the same time and everybody can keep track of what's going on if you fuck with any of those variables you're gonna fuck with your quote-unquote blockchain so that does a couple things one if you People, people, man, how do I do this without ranting? Maybe I'll just rant. People use, choose to mine for Bitcoin because it's valuable and it's valuable because the most people are mining for it. It has the network effects. So to come in with any other quote unquote decentralized ledger technology, I never even heard that term before, but this shitcoiner friend of mine kept saying DLT. I'm like, the fuck is a DLT? Decentralized ledger technology is what they call it. I'm like, holy fuck, man. It's so stupid. Um, But the whole idea of a blockchain is just to keep track of the unit on that blockchain in bitcoin's case it's sats where are the sats when have they been used where and where are they right and so it's important for bitcoin in that case to be decentralized because everybody wants to make sure that they can audit those sats and make sure that nobody's fucking with it in any other case in any other case so say like a lot of people say, oh, well, what if you want to so store storage on it? Or you could put files on the blockchain or you could uh, set up your store. Like, let's say, 
I'll bring it back to your store. Okay. You have like, I just, oh man, it makes me so angry. Okay. You have a, a leather store and yes. you're going to put all of your leather goods on the blockchain, right? So you say, I know this is just let me, stupid. Let me just, right. let me just, okay. Cause this is what shitcoiners think. This is really what they think. Like I'm trying to get in their heads and figure it out. This is what I've come to the conclusion of. Okay. So you have a purse and a belt and a satchel and <clears throat> I don't know, give me one more item, a mask on the blockchain. Here's the token that represents these things. And so the whole idea of a blockchain is that it's decentralized so that when one of the transaction goes through, everybody can check it and make sure that it's valid. But in even in that particular case, you know what makes a lot more sense? It makes a lot more sense for that to be fucking centralized. It makes way more sense for Doug, the owner of the shop, to say, this product has been sold. You don't need 10,000 people around the world keeping track of that good. It doesn't fucking matter. Why would they care? Why would they care? Why would anybody mine that token to keep track of that that item? It doesn't make sense. So you can extrapolate that out to, to data or to photos or to voting. Just nobody cares. And you have to put energy in in order to secure the network. So now that they say there's other ways to... And I still need to try and figure out this because like, man, there's so many words and fucking just like people say big word. Bitcoin is simple. This is the other thing I realized. Bitcoin's so simple and shitcoiners think it's too easy that I'm going to be smarter than this. So now they have different ways to find consensus and proof of stake and proof of this and proof of that. It's like, that's all it's it's useless why would you do this the only reason you need a blockchain is to keep track of sats that's it and if you're keeping track of anything else it makes more like if you're at a shipping center uh, what is it called the shipping lanes the supply chain if you're keeping track of a supply chain it makes a whole lot more sense for one guy to keep track of that it doesn't make sense to for it to be decentralized like it doesn't and even even if it is decentralized, you can't put physical goods on a blockchain because you could have a whole blockchain and say, okay, here's my purse and here's my belt and here's my this and here's my that. And everybody can agree that that token that represented that belt got sent, but you still have a physical fucking belt that can just go wherever you want it to go, therefore making the whole blockchain unvalid. Like it, it doesn't well, matter anymore. It goes, first of all, you got to back off the mic. Second no. of all, it goes, it goes even like it's broader than that as an idea. Okay. So let's take my, my leather goods, right? And I'm going to put all my stuff on the blockchain. Again, stupid idea. I know. Fine. Run. We're, we're running with it. So I sell my, my, a purse to somebody and I ship it off. Why would I want it on the blockchain then? Like I could kind of understand being able to track goods and services prior to selling them. Right. And I could even kind of understand that, okay, I want to know if I sold this person something. So that way maybe I could sell them something in the future too, put them on a mailing list or something like that. That's, that's fine and useful. Okay. But why do I, why would I need to track, you know, 10 years from now, if I sold, you know, grandma, good cookie, a purse, 
I would delete that from the blockchain just to save space, right? Because eventually blockchains are going to get huge. If I do business for five years and I keep track of every single item I've ever produced, stored, or sold, that's going to be pretty damn big, right? Mm -hmm. We already have the technology for that. It's called a fucking spreadsheet. It's called Excel. We don't need to reinvent the wheel on this one. It's silly is what it is. And anybody who's looking at this, these, these new tax and going, yeah, but it's going to do this, that, or the other thing. Just ask yourself, can you do this on a spreadsheet? Because chances are you can, you know, and I, I don't see, and I certainly don't see any sort of scenario where I basically need spreadsheet technology, but I also have to link it to some sort of financial payment system. That doesn't make any sense. Why do I need a token that I have to pay money for in order to keep track of my leather goods and services on a blockchain, which basically duplicates an Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. What? Why do you need this? It's a problem that doesn't exist. That that's what that's what I've realized. That's another way to explain shitcoins to people is they're solving problems that don't exist. And that's the most frustrating. Like people are making they're they're really doing what is it called mental gymnastics to think of a problem that a blockchain blockchain could solve and it's like this problem doesn't exist you don't need to do this and if ever the day that was my other big realization if ever the day comes that i do need to solve that problem then i'll just then i'll then i'll go into that network i guess but that day's not here right now like right now money is my problem i need a money that works and so I found that all these other problems don't exist in my life. And so the demand for me to use them isn't going to go up. Therefore, in my theory, I don't see anybody else finding demand for it. Therefore, the only thing driving demand is the price of said token going up, which is driven by people thinking that the price is going to go up, which in turn will happen. But eventually it will lead to a point where it gets so high that the people will sell it because they've made their money back, which happens in Bitcoin too. Don't get me wrong. That's what happens. That's why there's bubbles all the time because people think the price is going up so high. But the fundamental value of Bitcoin is still that of a good money. And the fundamental value of all the other shit coins and blockchains is non-existent other than to make money. That's the only way I see it. I'm still trying to talk to shit coiners to try and understand, but... Like, I'm trying to not be the, and I know I'm not, I know I'm not, but I want to try and understand where these shitcoiners are coming from. So I want to not be the quote unquote close-minded maxi and like, okay, fine. Tell me what the fuck your problem does or your solution is, whatever it is. I'm trying to not be close-minded and I'll probably only do this for a little bit longer and then I'll just shut it down again and not give a fuck. But I got curious, I can't remember what sparked my, um, reason for jumping back into this i can't remember why that was but so, something made me want to jump back into it and uh it's definitely not good for your mental health to try and fucking figure out how shitcoiners minds work so i wouldn't recommend anybody do what i'm doing that's why i'm taking i'm taking the hit for you guys trying to trying to fucking break uh, my yeah, brain to... you are a giver you are a giver that's right so i looked up hex while you were talking there and i just typed in why is hex good right and i got this article here and it says, according to the website, the project is designed to become the first certificate of uh, sorry, first certificate of deposit in the cryptocurrency world. 
In traditional banking, a CD is a product that yields a return slightly higher than the average savings account for the customer after the customer agrees to lock up the invested funds for a fixed period. So it's like a like a bond with the government or whatever. A, seed, a hex CD works in the same way as traditional banking. That's a red flag right there. It works the exact same way as something that already exists. Why the hell do you need it? Mm-hmm. Number one. Uh, since it pays a return to investors who decide to lock up their hex holdings for a set period ranging from one day to several years. Uh, there is one other thing at the moment, hex offers an average annual annual percentage yield of 40%, depending on the length of the holding period. So here's just an example of one shitcoin. It's the one shitcoin I hate more than anything else. And their entire existence their entire reason for being is that you give us your money and you hold on we'll hold on to it for you we won't give it back to you because you're going to sign a contract essentially that says that and then we're going to give you 40 percent back every year does nobody see a problem with that where does the yield come from where does the yield come from and if you're going to give it back to me, like, I'm assuming you're not going to give me dollars back. You're going to give me more hacks, most likely. So, okay, now I have more hacks. Great. And the only way for that to work for me is to lock that up, too. So, like, it's, it's I don't even know if it could be described. I mean, it's, it's obviously a Ponzi scheme because he's got to get more people into the protocol in order for that. But he doesn't actually. He doesn't. Think he can. It. He can make as much hex he as can he just, wants. Yeah, he can just print more hex. So, what problem are you solving with hex? And are you actually even solving that problem? Because at least with a CD, with a bank, they like there are rules that they have to give me my money back after a certain time, or if I buy a bond, like there's a there's a contract set up there that actual money has to come back to me. With this, it doesn't look like he ever has to pay out. Like you just keep giving him your money, baby. Just keep keep going. And the, he's got a hundred and seventy-three billion dollars of circulating supply. That's how stupid people are. I, I just I just hate it. Just remember that even like even in the hex scenario, okay, you put in let's use round numbers, you put in ten hex, so in a year you get uh you get uh you get 14 hex, right? 40%. So whatever that hex is worth is irrelevant. Okay, you got you put in 10, now you have 14. The same is true in those fiat contracts that you were talking about. It's like, okay, you put in $100. In two years, you're going to get $150. But nobody knows what that $150 is going to be worth. So they can give you the $150. But maybe the $100 two years ago, was worth more than the hundred and fifty dollars you're getting now, anyways. Like that's why the whole fiat system is big. One big Ponzi too. Hex is one big Ponzi. All these, all anything that's offering you. And I mean, we've seen this now. BlockFi, uh, FTX, Celsius, Luna. All these things that offer you more money afterwards. It's all bullshit. And fiat is included in that. Bitcoin doesn't do that. Bitcoin doesn't. Bitcoin doesn't guarantee you anything other than you have sats, they're here, and nobody can move them. And so long as that stays true, I believe the value will continue to go up. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I just, it's good to try and dive into shit coins every now and again. Like, this is the thing about Bitcoiners is 
what I've found anyways, is that they seem to be aggressively logical, man. Like any conversation you have with a Bitcoiner, they're going to narrow down the conversation to, does this make logical sense? Can't, and if it doesn't, then you come to an agreement. Hey, this doesn't work. Whereas I feel like uh, shit coiners and fiat maximalists are irrational. They just say, no, no, man, you just don't get it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get rich and blah, 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 and a whole bunch of words and stuff and things. And they say, and you're like, no, man, like take a step back. Why do you need this? What does it do? And how does it fucking work? Like ask yourself those questions. And if you don't do that, then you're fucked. And it's only a matter of time. Most people don't do that with their regular daily lives though, dude. That's That's what I mean. You're trying to overcome with that. It's like you have a brand new technology that nobody understands right and then they they wed that with language that is purposefully obfuscated you know it's per, per, purposely opaque right and then you you foist that on a population that doesn't understand what the hell money is anyways and it's like yeah that's a recipe for disaster that's a recipe for people to steal from other people and that's why i've i've genuinely come to the conclusion that if you're a shit coiner you're immoral you are you do not care about your fellow man. You just only serve yourself. And you're not a person I, I really care to know, honestly. Mm. Because so you talking to that guy is so the, I don't know how you do it. No, no, this, so th- that is exactly why I did it. Because I think Bitcoiners say that. I know that you stand firm in that belief that they're immoral and that they're wrong. And I wanted to test that. I was like, does this guy buy his token because he's trying to steal from other people, hopefully make more money. I think that there's two options for shit coiners. They're either, yes, immoral, trying to gain more money from somebody else, or they're aggressively ignorant of what they're buying and what Bitcoin is solving. And I, I think that's those are the people that maybe we should focus on talking to, because that seems like what this guy is. He's not, at least from what I can tell, may, maybe he's one big scammer, I don't know. But it seems like he's very invested in this project because he believes in what it's going to do. And he really thinks that the people that are talking about it have good intentions. And he really thinks that it's going to solve these problems. So he's not well, being here, ask him immoral. this question. Ask him this question. Give him the hypothetical that says, if this project is, if, if it does what you say it's going to do, would you invest a large portion of your fiat money into it, even if you never saw another dime back? Because that's that's really the test. And, and that, yeah, that that's kind of what I I did ask him something along those lines. It's like, and it's interesting because these shitcoiners can kind of say the same thing Bitcoiners say. It's like, well, the price doesn't really matter because of what the project's going to do. So that's what Bitcoiners say. It's like, I mean, I say that all the fucking time. The price doesn't matter. But I say it because fiat is going to fail. That's a mathematical certainty. Whereas shitcoiners are saying the price doesn't matter because the project is going to succeed in some way. And then if the project doesn't succeed, oh, well, you know, I I thought it was going to work out, but it didn't work. It's like, you're just throwing your money away to... I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I I have said before, I don't care if I ever make a dime on Bitcoin. I really don't because it is freedom money and I will find people to trade with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and more and people, more and more people every day are coming online and going, yeah, I need freedom money. So 
I, I don't. Bitcoiners are breaking free of fiat. We're not thinking in fiat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and a shitcoiner is only thinking in fiat. Like they can say that, oh, this is new tech, and it, no, it's 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 really not. It's just a different layer of fiat. Is all it is. You've just put uh, a different a, a different uh, uh, cover on the same bed that's got shit on it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it, it's just a, it's just a different. I, I, I can't say it any other way. It's just, it's, it's the exact same thing, but now it has flashy technology on top of it. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not freedom money. It's, 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 <laughs> I hope I get rich quick money is all it is. Yeah. I think the most important thing to start educating people on, or at least leading them towards is understanding the fiat system and how broken it is. Because um, where we kind of found common ground is that he said, uh what's the word we, uh, let me just summarize he basically said bitcoin is an essential and i'm like okay well that's where we disagree i believe bitcoin is absolutely essential in the world which is where i started this conversation do you think it's absolutely essential do you think that we need it we both agree that we do and i think if anybody shit coiner fiat person no coiner whatever it is if they don't agree or understand that bitcoin is essential then they will more easily fall into all of the fud pieces of energy and it's too slow make that statement like because they haven't done the work on fiat they haven't done the work on the fiat system okay so his coin is derived from bitcoin the concept right like how how do you say that bitcoin isn't essential like how, how do you even fix the problem I, I, it's just it's such a bizarre it's weird like, i know i'm trying to figure it out too man I, I'm, yeah i really am having a hard time under like i could see i could see someone saying nothing like that is except like bitcoin ethereum all of it all of it is is crap i mean you, you see those people every day right it, it's 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 bullshit mm-hmm. um you know that was peter schiff's big thing for a while is it's, it's all it's all bullshit it's all you know don't use it and now all of a sudden he's shilling you know some sort of gold token or something i don't know whatever it is so i understand people who say it's all voodoo i don't want anything to do with it at least that's consistent now well (coughs) sort of consistent because it's very easy to just turn around and go yeah but what about the money you're currently using in your pocket that's also voodoo like it's all just made up you know so but i can't understand somebody who believes in quote-unquote crypto and then says Bitcoin is unnecessary. That's bizarre to me. Like those <laughs> two things don't really jive in terms of, they don't line up. I don't understand that. So what yeah. a bizarre. That's why we have to be open-minded Bitcoiners to try and get into the minds of these crypto people. No, I'm trying to figure I, it out, man. I don't have so, enough energy. Uh, here, I, I, let me just, uh, one more point and then we'll, we'll wrap here. Uh, so me and you and most Bitcoiners believe Fiat's going to crash and fail um and i think that there's a lot of crypto people that think fiat can survive forever and with fiat surviving then that leaves space for uh decentralized ledger technologies to have a place in the world so he says uh if all fiat currencies crash the world is fucked if only a small portion of people hold bitcoin what what that what happens then how is the rest of the world and society supposed to function in a communist world with only 
Bitcoin holders being able to live good lives. If we're at that point, we're in a very dark age of time. Um, so, I mean, my only answer to that is yeah. <laughs> and that like, that's what I think about all the time. I think that's what's going to happen. Fiat's going to crash and burn. Bitcoiners will have money. They'll be okay. And everybody else is fucked. And so maybe that's a very dark outlook to have, but that that's what I see happening. I'd rather it didn't happen like that. I'd rather, uh, how we said, maybe it gradually moves into where everybody has some Bitcoin and they can all trade with who they need to trade with and acquire what they need to acquire. But if 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 it comes to the point where fiat just crashes and burns and all that's left is the Bitcoiners, there's like, you know, 17 of us <laughs> that have Bitcoin that understand how money works. Everybody else is fucked. It's going to be a really dark time. So our my hope. See, I, I I guess I've kind of moved away from that. I think that, you know, I mean, we we've seen how people, how how nations, you know, try to prolong their their fiat hold and stuff. And so I, I think there'll probably be a reissuance of the money. There'll be a recalculation. They might, you know, even go back to a gold standard, um, just to try to prolong it. But I think that that will. I think that action, whatever action they take to try to, you know, lengthen the lifespan, um, I think that action will trigger a lot of people to move towards Bitcoin. Uh, and it, it will be a very gradual, you know, I think it'll be sort of that, that whole uh, slowly then suddenly or whatever you know mm -hmm. where it's like suddenly enough people just go wait what are they doing to my dollars that, <laughs> now i can't even like like i think cbdc's will be a big part of that you know we'll 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 switch over to that i think that's probably inevitable given the powers that are in place and when people start seeing what happens when you know they they suddenly can't buy gas in the middle of a vacation because you've bought too much fuel this month. So uh, your little road trip is now canceled and good luck getting home because we've frozen all of your accounts. You know, I mean, that kind of shit will wake people up real fast and we're going to see a huge influx at that point. And then at a certain point, you're just going to have this, this tipping point where more people are willing to do business in Bitcoin than in fiat. And so the free market being what it is, you know, if I, if I can't, or, you know, if as a business, more people are spending Bitcoin than spending fiat, I'm obviously going to take Bitcoin because I need to get something for my goods and services. And my alternative is I don't take anything because mm -hmm. if people aren't going to use it, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like if people aren't spending fiat anymore, I better take something for my goods and services and that something is going to be bitcoin and once that happens then we just then the floodgates come open and, and everyone just goes yeah we're I'm, this is pretty dumb you know this this whole fiat experiment i think we can move on from that yeah i i agree i think yeah that's the less black build version is just people just recognize that bitcoin is better and we just gradually move over to it i think i i think that's the more likely outcome um, but I do, you know, I bounce back and forth of whether Bitcoiners have a responsibility to spread the knowledge or not. And I go back and forth on that a lot too. I was listening to Corey Clipston on a couple of podcasts recently, and he does a lot of work to uh, explain Bitcoin to people and show them the differences. And maybe this is important. Maybe, maybe we do serve a purpose. I go back and forth on whether or not 
Bitcoin is absolutely like, had I not told you about Bitcoin, Doug, eventually you would have found Bitcoin. That's just the truth, right? Eventually you would have given what you just said. But is it more helpful that we are spreading the word and letting people know and helping them understand what it's doing and how it's working? And I, I think it is important. So now I'm on team spread the word that Bitcoin is here. Before I was just like, nah, let the world burn, you know, so... Here we are. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're doing. I just, uh, you know, we're at different points, I suppose, in the in the trip, in the journey. So I'll yeah. talk to anybody about Bitcoin, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna twist someone's arm anymore. Like, no, no, I'm not gonna twist their arm, know. but I'm gonna so continue to. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like I, I kind of have internalized the you buy everyone buys Bitcoin at the price they deserve, you know, and. Uh, I had to learn that lesson, so they'll have to learn that lesson. You know, I should have I should have bought Bitcoin, you know, seven, eight years ago. You know, that was the first time I heard about it, but I was an idiot and I was, you know, I didn't want to do the learning because, you know, learning new things <laughs> is hard and bad. So, you know, I, I sat there and, and, you know, struggled for the next seven or eight years and got more and more blackpilled and more worried about everything. And then you find Bitcoin and it was, you know, this happy coincidence where, you know, enough things were going badly in the world that I kind of was awake enough to go, what the hell's going on? And then Bitcoin came along. I'm like, oh, Bitcoin fixes this. Cool. So I don't know, man. It's a bright orange future, baby. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, coiners are fine. Just... I just, yeah, I think I want to sum up by saying, I think there are lots of coiners that are immoral thieves, but I think there's more so people that are ignorant and misunderstanding of the necessity that bitcoin is so i think i, I think you're probably right i i guess my my vitriol my anger comes from because i've had those conversations where people readily admit the wealth i'm gaining is coming from other people who are more than likely just ignorant and stealing from ignorant people is just abhorrent to me i just it's so disgusting you know mm -hmm. so anyways so i think yeah i just think it's important to help the help the ignorant the people that don't understand because we do understand we're not idiots we 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 know what's going on here so we're going to try and we share we're going to share the information all right with that let's move on to Why did you cough? You have a mute button. Oh, I thought I, I meant to mute it. Sorry. <laughs> Are we doing boost reads now? Yeah, boosts right. reads. Okay. Did you did you listen to it? Do you like the? It's long. It's long. Listener, what do you long. think? I, Is it and, too and long? Keep, it doesn't matter. So you're gonna keep it long. All right. I'm gonna keep it just the way it is because I like that song. So it's a good song. I was like, ooh, this could be a whole podcast intro for sure. That's yeah, fine. It is. That guy does some great work. So it, by the way, just just totally out of left field. If you guys look in the show notes, you'll see where we get uh, we get our 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 music from. There's this dude. He does some really good stuff. So you should go check out his website. It, it's all like, um, what's that called? Free uh, like music. Copyright, yeah. Yeah. Copyright, copyright free. free. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. Anyways, 
Uh, yeah. So this is the part of the show where uh, we we are on Fountain. And if you listen to us on Fountain, you can make sats. And then if you want, you can go ahead and, and throw a couple of sats our way and make conversation and, and tell us what you thought about the show. And um, so we got uh, we got two this week, eh? Yes, sir. Okay. I will. <laughs> good, good explanation of boost reads there. It was very clear. Beautiful. <laughs> we got to write these things down so we sound more clear cut. We're going to do that someday. All right. First, boost reads. You want to read the, do you have them open? You want to read one? I'll read one. Okay. You read yeah. your, you read the first one. <laughs> All right. I'm just reading it as we go. So our good buddy, Radiax Rat, he said, wait, apparently there's rules that he says, Rule three of why Bitcoin podcast. This is on the, um, uh, this is on the Katie, the, our last episode, Katie, the Russian episode. He says, rule three of why Bitcoin podcast, comma, any episode that mentions anarchy is always going to be a good one. <laughs> so eventually I'm going to turn you into a hardcore anarchist, Doug. It's only yeah, a matter yeah, of sure, time. For sure. I'm, you know what though? I'm much more interested in what rule one and two are. Lady x <laughs> What the hell are rule one and two? How, how did that get to third place? That's interesting to me. I really want to know now. You guys listening, uh, do you guys have rules about the Why Bitcoin podcast? Because that's a very interesting concept. <laughs> what What do we do that we don't notice? There's probably a lot yeah. of things. Right on. Okay, second. Thanks, for, uh, thanks, Radix, Radix, Rad, We appreciate you. Uh, second boost coming from Barn Miner, which I think is a new listener, which is cool. Uh, Barn Miner says, uh, f- this is from the Rage AF episode. So this was a couple episodes back. He said, on my playlist, ordered some stickers from No Waste and got a ton of swag thrown in. Uh, Crypto Cloaks gave him as a ref when I asked who can make stickers in exchange for Bitcoin. Uh, I've been mailing Pleb Miner stickers around the globe to share. Very cool. So he's another creator and we appreciate you, man. And yeah, the stuff that... Uh, Ray Jaff is making no ways BTC signs. It's good shit, man. So thanks for listening. We appreciate the boost. Yeah, that was uh, season four, episode 15. If you guys want to check that one out. Right on. All right. And with that, it is now time for why Bitcoin presents your weekly price check. That's right. It's time for the Why Bitcoin Weekly Price Check. We do this every week. Jeff, you can say it. Oh, wait, no. I have to say something first, don't I? I okay. Forget this part. What do you say? Uh, oh, yeah. This podcast and this weekly price check is sponsored by River. Securely buy Bitcoin, purchase mining rigs, and even access the Lightning Network at river.com. To get started... Use the link in the show notes to get up to $10,000 in bonuses on River. You can go to partner.river.com backslash why Bitcoin podcast. And thank you, River. We appreciate the sponsorship. Right on. All right. Um, With that, the why Bitcoin price check is the part of the show where we check the price. (laughs) Doug and I keep it fun by making a guess of what we think the price is going to be the following week. And we keep track of who guesses closer. Whoever guesses closer gets a point at the end of our season. We see who has the most points and whoever has the most points gets a pot of sats. The pot of sats is 100,000 sats. Uh, If we have a guest on, we ask that they play with us. If they guess closer, then we add 5,000 sats to the pot. The pot is currently sitting at... 105,000 sats 
And I'm winning right now. And Doug, why don't you say what the guesses were last week? Yeah, yeah. So last week, Jeff was the bitch bear. $16,444.44. And I was the uh, uh, the very stupid bull, apparently. And uh, went with 17099 cents. So... I win again. <laughs> yeah, it's currently sitting at sixteen thousand two eighty nine and uh, six cents. So we checking on timechainstats.com. That's right. Right so, on. Yeah, you you you're just 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 tearing away with it. It's awful. <laughs> awful. Another dub for me. Let's go. Mm-hmm. The score is currently right. at eleven points for me, four points for you, and God damn. And all you've done is just be a bitch bear the entire season. Cheap sats. It. It's just cheap sats all day long, okay. all night long, okay. all year long. I can't wait for the god candle just so you lose. It's going to be fun, man. I'm kind of starting to get excited for the bull again just because the, the vibes are fun. I've been enjoying the bear market, and it might last longer, but I'm excited to... You just get you get bored with the price quick now. It's like it's at this. Oh, it's been at this for forever. When it's the bull market, it goes way up and way down. You know? Unless I see somebody making commentary, like a lot of people making commentary on Twitter, I pretty much this is the only time this you know that I I check the prices of the, for the show. Yeah, because I just don't care anymore. I've got my DCAs on. It just goes. It's whatever you know. So it's the way to do it. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, make some guesses for what we think it's going to be next week. All right. Starting 30 seconds right about now. Jeff, as the winner, you get to go first. I picked the boringest number in the world. I picked $16,500.01. All right. You're still the bitch bear, but not by much. I went with 16598 that's close that's close that's that's less than a hundred dollars separating the two of us so do you know what happened did you uh see what happened today little news on the why bitcoin podcast Blo- no block five filed for chapter 11 oh. bankruptcy okay yes which is interesting because when celsius did it when luna did it when fdx did it it all had a massive effect on the price and block declaring bankruptcy uh, it just shook the price like a little bit and we're still just where we are, which is interesting to me, to say the least. That is interesting. So Actually, I didn't uh, even think about that. I don't know what that means, but uh, it, 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 we could just see a massive move tomorrow due to BlockFi, or maybe we're really round about the bottom and this is just is what it is. I don't know. We are not... We, we 
for anybody new. We don't know shit about the price. We don't know where it's going to go. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. I don't fucking know. We are not technical and analysts by any stretch of the imagination. Not technical analysts, nor news analysts. Like, I don't know what the news does and how it affects the price, but I do find it interesting to see what happens sometimes. And I just thought the lack of anything happening this time was more interesting than anything else. So just wanted to bring that up to see if you had seen that. Right on. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw, but again, I didn't check the price, so I didn't, I didn't have that correlation. So. Yeah, gotcha. Awesome. All right, good All show. Right, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you want to find any of our other shows, you can find us. We have a website, whybitcoinpodcast.com. Find us on any of the podcast apps, whatever you're listening to. If you're not listening on Fountain, consider downloading that app. It's great podcasting 2.0 uh if you don't know how it works or what it is hey you can reach out to either of us on twitter uh, and ask any questions i'm at why bitcoin j you are i'm at why bitcoin underscore but elon said that maybe we'll get our accounts back so you might get it back then he had a word for it and it wasn't amnesty amnesty it was. it was amnesty. Okay. Yeah. Bitcoin or uh, Twitter amnesty. There you go. So as long as I didn't break any laws, which I don't think I did, I'll get my account back, which would be kind of exciting. That'd be really cool. That would be really cool to see all those come flooding back. See what chaos ensues. <laughs> American Hoddle and, and Diligent Ninja are each gonna have like twenty accounts. Yeah. To deal with. Diligent got fucking banned again, man. So yeah. I guess they're still yeah. putting ban hammers in. I don't know either. So, so. that sucks um yeah man gotta be careful on the internet words are violence (laughs) (laughs) uh if you want to reach out to us you can also email us at askwhybitcoin at gmail.com for any comments concerns complaints questions or any uh regards for sponsorship deals and things like that once again big thank you to river consider checking them out we have the links posted uh I'm a big fan of River. Just given now, I'm not a big fan of River. Let me say I'm a big fan of Alex Schleichman. He's a cool dude. I like what he's talking about. Yeah. So I'm excited to chat with him eventually. One of these podcasts coming up here. So he's cool. River's cool. Check it out. Uh, I think I did it all. Yeah, we did it all, right? All right. Yeah. We're we're good, man. You want to close it out? You haven't closed it out in a while. Nah, you keep winning. You take it. It's fine. Okay, as always, if ever you're outside, you're staring at the sky, you're wondering, what is a shit coin? Why not ask, why is a shit coin? Okay. <laughs> Cut. <laughs>